0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This
1: is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 52. Here's how I set up my financial accounts and Cheap versus Frugal by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Finance Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in personal finance five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dan Warren. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Optimal Finance Daily. I'm Dan, the guy who is equally addicted to fantasy baseball and Broadway musicals. And this is where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today's post comes to you from our friend Ramit Sethi of com. If you have any topics you'd like to see us cover here on the podcast, come visit us at OLDpodcast, that's oldpodcast.com. And before we get into today's content, if you want some great tools to help you optimize your financial life, we've got them for you. Just come by our site oldpodcast.com and sign up for our mailing list. When you do that, you'll get three spreadsheets, one of which includes a video tutorial, and all of them are going to help you plan, budget, and get out of debt. It's all free, and all you have to do is, again, become part of our little podcast family. To join, just text the word financial to the number 44222, or, again, you can sign up at oldpodcast.com. And that's it for today's housekeeping, so let's go ahead and hear from Ramit as he helps you optimize your life. Here's how I set up my financial accounts by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Okay, today I'm going to break down how I've structured my bank accounts. If only that sounded cooler. Anyway, I have three main accounts. One, Wells Fargo. Checking account. This is like the inbox of my financial infrastructure. It's where I deposit everything first and then sort it out. My checking account earns no interest, so I move stuff out of here regularly. Savings account. I hardly use this account. It's only for short-term money that I will need in less than a month. For example, if I'm subletting a place out and have a security deposit that I'll refund in a month, I'll move it here. Or if I bet someone and the bet comes due in a month, I might keep it here. The downside of this account, the interest rate sucks. It's only 0.50%. Upside, you can transfer money between Wells Fargo checking and savings accounts in less than 24 hours. Two, ING Direct, savings account. It's a normal savings account, FDIC insured, all that. The only difference is that you do your banking online, transferring back and forth to other accounts, etc. If I need to transfer to or from it, it takes a few days, but it is free. I keep the majority of my discretionary savings here, so from every dollar I earn, I transfer a percentage into this account. I might use money here for an emergency fund, midterm savings like for furniture for a new place, or car maintenance that I know I'll have to do in a few months. Three, E-Trade, investing accounts. These include a couple of different stock accounts and a Roth IRA. This is where all my long-term money goes. I used to have a money market account, but it was only earning about 1.5% compared to 3.3% at ING, so I closed it. Now, when I want to invest money, I just transfer it over to ETrade, where it sits until I invest it. Okay, so that's the logistics of how I've set my accounts up. I wrote so many words above, but what does it all really mean? Build yourself an infrastructure to make it easier to save. Here's how. For every dollar that comes in, I allocate percentages to different accounts. For example, and I'm making these numbers up, let's say I made $100 from a paycheck. I might put 25% in savings, 50%, toward living expenses, 25% toward recreational. And you can make it easier by having multiple accounts. I manage all of this stuff in Quicken, so even though I may have $1,000 sitting in my ING account, I can easily tell that $200 is for furniture, $300 is for an upcoming car repair, and the rest is for whatever. It's not that hard. Take some simple steps. One, open an investment account. Start sending some percentage of your income there. Money should almost always flow towards your investment account, not away from it. Two, open a savings account and use it to segment your money. Remember, an investment account is for long-term savings. A savings account is for midterm savings. And if you can't think of anything you'll need in the next five years, trust me, you will. Like a car, a mortgage, a wedding, a new hairdo, who cares? If you want to do it at your own bank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, etc., great. If you want to open an ING account, great. It doesn't matter, just get your money into smaller, more manageable buckets. Three, allocate percentages. Use your budget to figure out the maximum percentage of each dollar that you can allocate to different accounts. The key point of this whole thing? Once you create this infrastructure, your money is much easier to manage. It's like using shelves on your desk. All of a sudden, your paperwork is easier and more welcoming to deal with. Once you have different accounts and a set percentage of money going to them, it becomes much more automatic. And like I wrote yesterday, you can start dealing with the more interesting questions rather than focusing on logistics.
0: For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps. But then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.
1: Cheap versus frugal. Also by Ramit Sethi of I Will Teach IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Everybody knows a cheap person and probably hates them. But I think we often mislabel frugal people cheap. These are just my opinions, but here's what I think differentiates the two. Cheap people care about the cost of something. Frugal people care about the value of something. Cheap people try to get the lowest price on everything. Frugal people try to get the lowest price on most things, but spend a lot on items they really care about. Cheap people are inconsiderate. For example, when getting a meal with other people, if their food costs $7.95, they'll put in $8, knowing very well that tax and tip mean it's closer to 11 Frugal people won't order a Coke if they're on a budget so that when the bill comes, they don't look cheap. Yes, being cheap and or frugal can be a cultural quality, and I won't spend much more time on this one, but it is an important topic in personal finance. Cheap people keep a running tally with their friends, family, and co-workers. Some frugal people do this too, but certainly not all. Because of the fear of even one person suggesting they spent too much on something, cheap people are not always honest about what they spent on something. Neither are frugal people. Cheap people are unreasonable and cannot understand why they can't get something for free. Sometimes this is an act, but sometimes it's not. Frugal people will try as hard as cheap people to get a deal, but they understand that it's a dance, and in the end, they don't intrinsically deserve a special deal. Cheap people's cheapness affects those around them. Frugal people's frugality affects themselves. Both cheap and frugal people will be more assertive than most people when trying to get a deal. Over the long term, They'll both save more money, but one has a cost while the other pays dividends. Cheap people think short-term. Frugal people think long-term. You just listened to the posts titled, Here's How I Set Up My Financial Accounts and Cheap vs. Frugal, both by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. If you've got any comments about what you heard here today, please share them with us at Old Podcast. And again, as I mentioned before, you can get a bunch of cool stuff from us. Cool stuff and free stuff, I might add. These are Excel spreadsheets and a video tutorial. Plus, you'll be entered to win a book every month. And all of this is yours if you just become part of our little podcast family at oldpodcast.com. You just have to sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is totally free. You can do it right now either at the website or by texting the word financial to the number 44222. That's financial to 44222. Once you sign up, you will get your first free gift immediately. And tomorrow here on Optimal Finance Daily, we'll be hearing a great post from Steve Pavlina on how to increase your hourly rate. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance,